Hey you, this is Dallas Ann, creator of the Violet Pie, and you're listening to Knitting Myself Together. This is a space where you and I get to hang out bi-weekly and just talk about knitting and life and how all those things intersect. I'm really sad to say that this is the last episode for season two, but also really excited to know that we've made it through two seasons. How is that even a thing in my life? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And season three is already planned and on the books. And we will be back to have this conversation again in January. I'm so excited. Our theme is going to be knitting on we. Because post-holiday mid-winter slump is terrible on all of us. And that's what I wanted to talk about next season. Um, That being said, that's not what we're talking about now. I wanted to wrap up our conversation about knitting for others and what that means to you, what that means to me, and what other people might think it means. You know that meme on Facebook? It's like that six grid black square thing. That's that's what I'm thinking about right now. Um, if I can find something like that, I'll stick it in show notes because they just crack me up so much if I can find something related to knitting. But, okay, let's just put the brakes on all of this and focus. <sighs> so I got to ask, do you knit for others? I haven't heard back from a lot of you this season in various social media. Y'all left amazing voicemails, but... That was what you think when other people ask you to knit for them. Um, This question is, do you actually knit for other people? And I can genuinely say, unless you're my kid or my significant other, the likelihood of me knitting for you is really, really, really slim. Um, Because I don't have time for that. And generally... Unless you're a baby, you're not worthy of deserving of my knitting. That's just the way that works. I mean, we all have to agree here. Babies are the most singularly deserving people on the planet to have hand-knit goods. I mean, this is so much a universal fact that one of my patrons, Mindy, she went on for a significant chunk of her voicemail just about knitting for babies. So I'm going to play that now for us so we can enjoy that. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Hi, uh, this is Mindy in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, my three words describing how I feel about knitting for other people are maybe for babies. Uh, I like doing baby shower gifts, whether it's just simple rag cotton hats, uh, which I made for my own kids, which were practically bulletproof and did well in the washer and dryer. Or um, I just completed my first baby blanket for my husband's cousin's impending arrival. Um, I I like doing baby knits because they're quick and gratifying. They're a little bit more personal than just buying off the registry. Uh, Where I come into maybe some minor issues with it is I generally try to use something washable because I hate giving a new parent 
a chore to do, like hand washing a, a hand knit good. Um, even so, I, I really enjoy it. They're, they're quick, they're gratifying, they're, they're almost always very deeply appreciated, and, uh, and they're a lot of fun. And I, I really enjoy doing that for other ki- people's kids and, and seeing those photos. I, I find that very gratifying um, to see the pieces being worn and loved and memorialized in, or recorded for posterity in, in, in photographs. So, yes, knitting for babies is the best. But how, aside from babies, how do you manage people asking you to knit for them? Like, okay, so I had this one listener reach out and share with me the most horrifying knitting for other story I had heard for a long time. I mean, aside from the very cliché, you knit for your mother-in-law person and she opens it and is horrified that you gave her a hand knit thing, a hand, a hand designed thing. I mean, homemade has a, Oh, I don't even know the right word. It, It has a stigma associated with it for some people and they just don't like it. But, but some people like actively reach out and want you to knit things for them. Like, for fundraisers. And what do you do about that? Fundraisers run rampant during the holiday season, all for good and wonderful causes and reasons. But, oh my goodness, could we just not knit for them? Um, I, like I said, I had a listener reach out and share with me that... Uh, a great fundraiser. She was super supportive of the cause. They asked her to knit something. So she knit a gaptastic cowl. And I don't know if you've seen that on Ravelry. Um, it's gorgeous. It's a wardrobe staple. And wow, I would love it if somebody would knit that for me, but I would not knit that for myself because my eyeballs would fall out of my head. Um, <laughs> I'd rather just go to Target and buy a knockoff and call it good. However, our listener knew her market and, and, and created something that would appeal to the general public, which is why Gap and Target and Old Navy all make these pieces. So she spent hours creating this and used lovely yarn and then she found out that it sold for like $12 and so let's all just have a moment of silence for that because wow um if I was in that position and I saw that it was going for $12 I would bid on it myself for 15 and just take it back because, oh, I see, I, I'd rather just give the fundraiser $15 than knit. It's like fundraisers at school. I wish that at the beginning of the school year, you could get a form where you could check a box saying, yes, I will support my children in doing fundraising. Or here, take my $20 for the bake sale instead of me buying something from the grocery store. Here, take my $100 and don't talk to me again until the end of the year. 
I mean, really now. Um, <laughs> sorry, tangent, tangent. So many fundraisers in my life right now. Um, <laughs> but when we do knit for other people, when I do knit for, for people outside of my children or outside of my significant other, I have to take into account their laundry abilities. Not the fact if they can or cannot actually use a washing machine. I mean, sometimes that's in question, but I tend to hang out with people who can at least adult in the laundry facilities. So I don't necessarily worry about being able to use the washing machine. What I'm concerned about is do they lead the lifestyle that supports a hand wash lay flat to dry? Or is their lifestyle such that they throw their jeans and their permanent press in at the same time, cross their fingers, and hope for the best? Because I have lived both ends of that spectrum. And right now, I'm kind of like halfway down the middle. All, everybody's clothes goes in together, unless they're my hand knits, and then I hand wash, lay flat to dry. Um, now, since we've already established that babies are the most deserving, I... I mean, they're, and they're so fun to knit for, and it's so quick and so gratifying, and it's so squee-worthy. Um, babies don't do laundry, but their parents do. And I don't know too many parents of newborns who lead a lifestyle that supports hand wash, lay flat to dry. They would rather be laying flat in bed instead of their laundry. Um, just saying. Now, I do have some people in my life who were completely on board with the hand washing of infant garments, um, but they are no longer having children. And so I, I, oh, it is, I just always try and err on the side of caution and send things that can go in the washer and into the dryer because when you're sleep deprived and groggy and you're dehydrated and grouchy, you don't always see that tiny little baby thing gets stuck in the dryer. And the last thing you want to do is burst into a puddle of postpartum tears on the floor of your bathroom where your dryer is over a tiny baby hat that is now super tiny. Because no, I, I just can't do that to another mother. So that all being said, I don't have a lot of experience with machine washable, machine dryable acrylic stuff. Because if we're being honest, I don't have a lot of friends who are having babies now that I'm no longer having babies and have time to knit. So I haven't really explored those options very much. And anybody who has had a baby since I now have time to knit for babies are totally down with a hand wash lay flat to dry situation. However, my friend Susan carved out time in her life to do a little reconnaissance for you and I. Because as much as I really wanted to go to my big box stores like Michael's and Joann's and grab stuff online from nitpicks and places like that and knit a bunch of swatches and do the scientific research of photographing everything before it went into the washing machine and everything after it came out of the dryer, I'm really, really busy knitting for you and designing for you actual garments, not just swatches and not just baby stuff. 
But Susan, on the other hand, was totally willing to take one for the team because science. And so I'm going to ask her to join us today and hang out and give us the lowdown on all the squares that she knit. So hey there, Susan. Hello, hello. Yay! So take it away. What have you been knitting and how did it turn out? So me and my love of swatching (laughs) (laughs) went just a skosh overboard and I have nine yarns that I reviewed for everyone and they range from sock yarn to a fairly bulky weight and I'm very very happy with some of them and disappointed with others but you know win some lose some it's acrylic right (laughs) at least we won some (laughs) yes there was some winning here. Um, so, so do so so do share what what can be expected in the show notes because th- it's all good and well to talk about this stuff, but this is not a YouTube podcast. This is an audio only podcast. So, how how can other people see what you're saying? Very true. So, I took before and after shots of each and every single one of the swatches. And when I say before and after, I mean I swatched, and then I took pictures, and then I ran them through rigorous laundry. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, first load was towels and bath mats, Mm -hmm. both wash and dry. Yep. And they all came out looking too good. So I ran them through a load of my husband's laundry. And we're not talking office laundry. We're talking Carhartt jeans and Carhartt shirts and (laughs) wool socks. (laughs) And we washed and dried with that. And I have to say, I am very impressed how every single one of them held up. I'm not impressed with the hand and how they feel, but I wasn't impressed with the first load with some of them after that. So it's gotcha. not a matter of how off, how much you washed and dried. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm super excited. And so nine swatches. We've got like, do you think we can do this in seven minutes? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Okay. So <laughs> should I start with the ones that I don't like and just list the ones that you shouldn't bother with? Or should I start with the ones that I really did like? Um, let's start with the ones you weren't a super fan of and, um, maybe say what they are and what, why you didn't like them. Okay. Can do. So, uh, Karen Simply Soft. I hope I'm saying that name right. Karen, Karen. Yep. Mm-hmm. That I, Karen. Mm-hmm. They're Simply Soft. It was, it's squeaky. Oh. It's, it's oh. squeaky to knit up and it's really squeaky after the washing. Oh, is it like bad, like grandma red heart squeaky? No, you kind of have to, to really work it to get the squeak, but it, I don't like touching it. It's like a oh, dry paper yeah. towel that you don't <laughs> like touching. Sorry, sorry. No. Okay, moving on, moving on. So that's a no. <laughs> um, that was the only one that I really was like, not doing that again. <clears throat> Um, we have Red Heart with Love. 
and that knit up quite beautifully and it does not have so much squeak okay as much as it's kind of catchy on my fingers oh right yeah unfortunately um but it's not it's not bad uh and then there is the uh, la, 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 the Karen cake that's been oh. all over everywhere. Right. I have a, I've, I've knit with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my youngest was so excited about it. She put it on and she took it off and she said, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but then I have another skein of it that I was thinking about doing like a, a knit just for me. Yes. Over the holiday break. Um, but I don't know. Is it is it worth it? It actually is. I did want to mention also what I didn't like about the Karen Simply Soft was that it haloed severely oh, after washing. Like bad news. Hello, Angora Rabbit, in a very <laughs> bad way. A squeaky Angora Rabbit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So the Karen Simply Soft, or no, sorry, the Karen Cake, um, it haloed a bit, but it mm-hmm. actually softened up. Oh, interesting. Um, after said rigorous washings. Right, right. Um, so a solid, very, very solid. If you've got one, knit it up. It wears well. Awesome. Um, I also did a Premier Yarn Sweet Roll. It's kind of their take on a carrot cake. Oh, it's really, I love those colors. Yes, those colors are quite lovely. Pink, yeah. purple, magenta. I'm really a four-year-old girl at heart. That's okay. That's okay. The unicorns love you. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the stitch definition on this is actually better than the Karen cake. Oh, yes. And it doesn't halo quite as much out of the wash. And it is significantly softer after washing. Interesting. So... Oh, Softer than and the what was, cake. Do you remember the price difference? That is actually a very good question. I didn't really, I did not pay attention to that because the um, yardage discrepancy, because of the yardage oh, discrepancy. Fair. 200 grams versus 140 grams in the same weight. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and you know, Joann's and Michael's lets you stack competitor coupons. So yes. really, now mm. it's it, price is price. Right. <laughs> so those were the cakes that I knit up. Then we did a Red Heart Soft Essentials bulky weight, which is different than the other Red Heart you talked about. Yes, it is. And while it halos quite badly, unfortunately, uh, after washing, I would knit hats out of this all day, every day. Oh, it yes. It is so very soft and not squeaky, even when I give okay. it a good rubbing. And um, yeah, I, re- I do like it, actually. My daughter's actually going to get a hat out of it. Awesome. Yeah. So that was the bulky weight I did. And then... The one that I had never, the brand I had never used before is called Loops and Threads. Okay, where did you get that one from? That one's from Michael's. Okay. And they have like their whole 
color wheel thing going so you oh. can get like mini skeins of all of the colors of the color wheel and the <sighs> colors are top notch they're they're really nice did they bleed at all when you when you washed them that's actually a very good question i did not see anything on my light towels oh good and that was the first load that you did and that was the first load i did Perfect. Yes, and I have very, very light tan towels. So, yeah, if the turquoise had bled, <laughs> we would have seen that. Yes. Um, this one is amazing. I have never had better stitch definition or more even stitches. It looks great. Yeah. And did not halo out badly, even with a bit of Velcro that I didn't know was in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this is this one, the Loops and Threads Color Wheel. I really, really like that one. My absolute favorite, I would knit an entire sweater out of this for myself, is Premier Yarns, Deborah Norville's Every Day. Oh, interesting. It, I kind of got a, it's a variegated self-striping potentially faux fair isle thing yeah. going on um do they have did you see if they had solids when you were in the store i actually did not i can't recall off the top of my head i'm pretty sure premier yarns was they had a lot of options so okay. i'm pretty confident that they did their everyday did indeed have solids yes this knit up so soft and so even it's and the um what am i trying to say drape the drape the drape is amazing on it huh which i did not expect from 100 percent acrylic right it is um listed as 100 percent acrylic anti-pilling which i didn't see any pills on any of these. So even the ones that haloed badly, it wasn't like the, the halo felted and pilled? Nope, not at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was very interesting to me. So yes, I really, really enjoyed this one. It was very nice to um, knit with, and it produced a lovely, a lovely swatch. Not sure what that's going to be. We'll have to see. <laughs> I'm definitely going back to knit it. Maybe you could do some version of that new knitty shawl where she used the two self-striping yarns. Oh, that could make yourself be a squishy something. Yeah, squishy something in that yarn would be amazing. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So the last but not least is the only sock yarn I did. Okay. Um, I was quite impressed. Actually, once again, Premier Yarns, Deborah Norville collection. It's kind of is a, it 100% acry acrylic? It is not, actually. Okay. It is 50% superwash merino and 25 rayon from bamboo and 25 nylon. And it's for the price point. I'd knit socks all day. Okay. I really huh. would. Yeah, I was quite surprised. It kind of held up as well as any of the other sock yarns I've used. 
That's awesome. So good to know and also good to have, you know, a fingering weight that would, the hand on it is actually very, very nice. I would make a shawl out of this as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing your before and after pictures because I haven't seen them yet myself. Ah, yes. And um, I, because I, it's always, I mean, with a, a, any human that I've ever worked with, some more dramatically than others, they change so much after they've been washed and dried the first time. Mm-hmm. Very true. I was very disappointed they, in a couple. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's always slightly terrifying for me to knit something in a in a base that I'm so unfamiliar with. So thank you so much Absolutely. for doing all of that. All of that. Hoping Yay. to help your listeners have some budget options and familiarize right. them with the yarns that are out there. Yes, because w even if we may have very... Um, Worthy people in our lives to knit for. They may not have the laundering skills to hold up to fancy pants yarn. Exactly. And there's absolutely nothing or, wrong with that. No. Or they may have super bad allergies and can't do anything but that too. acrylic yarn. Yes. Yeah. Acrylic or cotton. Yes. Or linen. That would be another option. And bamboo, rayon. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then the... Well, milk protein, I can't wear yarn made out of milk protein, but other people with other types of allergies could. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, Susan. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Oh, so like I said before, this is uh, the last episode for season two. Season three is going to be back in January, and I'm really looking forward to it just as much as I'm looking forward to having a little bit more downtime where I can focus a lot more on knitting as opposed to splitting my time between podcasting and knitting and designing. <laughs> but there is going to be this really neat thing for my patrons over at patreon.com slash the violet pie. Um, those are people who choose to financially support um, the violet pie, knitting myself together, um, and just this whole knitting endeavor that I'm working on. And so you can support me for as little as $2 a month if your budget allows. And there are increasingly um, higher levels of support that offer you more perks but at all levels of support every patron will receive um, a little communic not a little they will receive um, a unique communication put together thing I'm really feeling at my words right now this is awesome um, basically I'm working on a deeper dive into my designs um, sort of like a design sketch journal entry, um, a peek into the way my brain works and why things came out the way they did, what inspired me, um, what may have gone wrong and ended up turning out even better than I anticipated. Um, it's going to be very visually enjoyable to see 
and also hopefully enjoyable to read. And these are going to be available exclusively for my patrons. They'll be released over at patreon.com slash the violet pie. Um, there is going to be um, a preview of sorts. If you're not a patron right now, you can head on over to the blog and there will be a blog post there that will show you what you can expect as a patron during the hiatus between podcast seasons. So um, again, all these links will be in show notes so you can check it out or head over to thevioletpie.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under The Violet Pie. If you want, feel free to drop me an email. I've had some really lovely email chats with with you before, and that's at theviolettpie at gmail.com. So until next time, which will be January, you keep that yarn moving.